This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. One hour in of our 10-hour coverage. Uh, We're getting ready for hour two of the First take heading into the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff, which starts 10 a.m. with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear Kickoff in Houston comes high noon between the two and three Texans and the three and two Saints. And after the game, obviously, stay tuned for the Ciroc point after and sound off with the Cajun Cannon until 6 p.m. Want to get into our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. Charlie C., one of the questions on the text line is 18. Perry playing today. Uh, that's definitely going to be something to monitor going into the uh, lineups that get announced later on, and I'm pretty sure that we'll end up seeing Perry be one of the Saints inactives for the day like he has been all season. Yeah, I would expect that again as well. Yeah, the uh, the health of our wide receiver core is luckily and thankfully been great right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Olave had a couple issues with, right, like with the foot. Toe, right, with like the toe. Yeah, so, but, but apparently he's fine and ready to go. He's not even listed with an injury designation after he was on the injury report earlier this week. Steve, before we get to Big John here, I wanted to give an update on the London game or the international game between oh, Baltimore yeah, right. and Tennessee. Tennessee trails Baltimore 6-3 to at the end of the first. Uh, so far, it's only been field goals, and this is in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium across the pond. What was impressive to me last year, got to go out to Tottenham and see that Saints game. That locker room that they have in the stadium is cavernous and when i tell you it is ginormous it's amazing it's for a soccer team obviously but it's a bigger than any nfl locker room i've ever seen in my life it's you could have um a full Chuck E. Cheese Play Center in there oh, kind yeah. of thing. Whatever you want to – just ex- exorbitant nor- amount of room. And I could see, honestly, if a team does end up getting stationed permanently in London, that Tottenham being a uh, a great home venue for some NFL squad. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, getting into our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Big John on line one. What you got for us today, Big John? Who that? Hey, good guy. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, um, Big John? I have two comments for y'all. One for the offense, one for the defense. Yep. First off, Charlie, our defense, if we can play physical with Houston on a our cornerback, if you notice on tape, C.J. Stroud, the reason he's had so much success in the NFL right now, he's all common routes. If you don't jam the guys, the line of scrimmage is strictly common. If you come up and the cornerback is jamming these receivers right at the line, his timing comes off right away. And he goes into a scramble drill. And if we put a little pressure on him, I think he's going to be throwing us the balls up for grabs. Throw some and lollipop throws. I would offense, love that. Well, if, if, you know, the referees have a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Because if they let him play physical, I think the Saints are going to win big. If it gets to the point where they're throwing the flag, I think it's going to be you know, one of these things where the, the, the referees are just, to me, having too much input in these games. 
Um, as far as the offense, Derek Carr's got to get going. He's got to throw the ball down the field. Agreed. Um, Chris Olave has got to go get the ball. He waits for the ball to come to him. He's a great receiver. I like what he does. He's got to go up. He, he does not go for the ball. He don't fight for him. I mean, he don't go up and, and, and make the play for the ball. He just, if it's not there, it's not there. He just, you know, either, it's like he's not making any effort to the ball. You know, uh, Michael Thomas over the middle, I would feed that guy so I couldn't feed him no more. I think Michael Thomas is having a heck of a season right now. Yeah, he's made some big, Thomas big catches. Over. Yeah, Big John, to your point about specifically Stroud uh, against the Saints defense, I'm with you on this one. But it's all about getting pressure because you know the Texans can't run the ball. They're going to put a lot of pressure on C.J. Stroud to be able to throw, you know, 35, 40 passes in this game to win. And if that's the case, a Saints defense, get this, Big John, as far as interceptions go in the NFL, the Saints defense is tied for third. They're only behind Buffalo and San Francisco as far as interceptions go. They have seven this season through their first five games. If they can get some kind of quote-unquote lollipop throws like, you know, Mac Jones gave them last week, I mean, I mean, this is the time to give C.J. Stroud his first NFL interception. If not, then, if not now, then when, so to speak. But it's all about pressure. The Texans have had some offensive line injuries throughout the season. Laramie Tunsil obviously is playing in this game. I mean, he was a D- DNP on Wednesday, and we were kind of hoping that maybe we wouldn't have to see him. But then, you know, he practiced, and now I don't even think he carries an injury designation. Him going against Carl Granderson is going to be a big matchup for me because Carl Granderson in the Saints wins has had a lot of production. Off that Very opposite right. edge of Cam Jordan. Uh, tackles for loss, a sack in every win that the Saints have uh, picked up this season. If they can get after CJ, and not even just those two guys with Cam and, and Carl, but the interior guys. This could be a, good, a big game for like a Brian Bercy, right? Or Nathan Shepard. Guys that can get up onto CJ Stroud's doorstep, so to speak, and force him into some bad decisions. And maybe if he can't scramble, if you contain him, then he's going to throw one of those lollipop throws. It's At that point, it's all about the Saints DBs coming up with a pick um, because I think that they'll have opportunities today because of how many times I expect them to throw the ball just because they can't run it. They're, they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on CJ in this game. They've tried to stay committed to the run. like They average, I think, 27 rushing attempts per game, but when you're averaging three yards per carry, it just doesn't work. Like You're putting yourself in bad situations, in long-distance-to-go situations, and then you're asking so much of your rookie QB. And against a Saints defense that has effectively gotten pressured, 11 sacks so far this year, but also been able to take away the ball with seven so picks. Key, right. Like, this is the game. If C.J. Stroud is going to throw his first pick in his rookie in his NFL career, it's going to be today. We're going to get into some sound from that Saints secondary. First up, corner Paulson Adebo, who's back in the mix for the black and gold. Here's what he had to say today. How much help getting Marcus back? Yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, he helps us a lot on the back end. Um, experience, you know, all the great things that he does, roaming the field, coming up, making tackles, making plays on the ball. So definitely a good thing to have him back with us. Oh, what kind of stands out about CJ Strap? Uh, he has great, like, great poise for being a rookie quarterback. He does a lot of great things. Uh, makes a lot of great throws. So definitely doesn't seem to be phased, you know, by, by the moment or anything like that. Is it a challenge having to, the way he extends plays, does it kind of make your job? I mean, yeah, it's always, uh, you know, difficult anytime you have a quarterback that can make you cover for a little bit longer. So that's definitely something that's a challenge and something that we uh, will embrace. Nico Collins is a guy that's top 10 in the league in yards right now. Just from what have you seen on film of of him? Maybe that's impression. Yeah, I mean, he's a good receiver, great receiver, um, fast, big, strong, physical, makes all the all the catches, can run all the routes. So 
another guy that is a challenge, and um, not just him. I feel like all their receivers are pretty good, so definitely um, a challenge coming into the week. There's no easy week, right? But how good was it maybe to get a game before facing a scheme like theirs? That like obviously, when you look at the 49ers and the Dolphins, they run something maybe similar to that. I think the first part of what you said, there's no easy week, so. I don't really know if that makes a difference. <laughs> I feel like every time I'm, I'm out there, I'm ready to go. So regardless of who we're playing or whatever the scheme is. You guys are really kind of good at creating takeaways and turnovers, and he doesn't have an interception yet. Are you creating kind of a challenge in the defense of him to get him this first pick? Um, it's never personal. So if he has a pick or he doesn't, it doesn't really matter to us. I feel like we just come in every game with the same mindset, trying to make plays on the ball, um, trying to make plays to be able to help our team win. When you're playing across from Marshawn, is there kind of it kind of feels like you know they're just not going to throw at him? And does it feel like at times, even if you're in perfect coverage, you just have to be alert because they might throw the ball there anyways to get the ball? Um, I think as a cornerback, you just you want the ball thrown to you. I mean, if the ball doesn't come to you, you're not going to be able to make plays, and you know that's obviously not going <laughs> to help you as a player. So if you're out there not wanting people to throw the ball to you, then probably in the wrong position so personally I would like the ball to get thrown that way so I can make a play so I don't know about the other guys but and I mean just in terms of causing forcing interceptions and takeaways is, I know that was a big focus all offseason it seems like that's kind of picked up is, is a lot of it just the ball bouncing a certain way or do you think there are some things that you've been able to do that if, as a team that have kind of increased that I think our coaches have helped a lot um, coming in and, like you said, emphasizing that. Um, but I think just playing as hard as you can. And at the end of the day, you know, the only way you can get it in interceptions is if the quarterback throws it to you. So it's not as if I control if he throws it to me, but trying to capitalize on whenever those balls are in the air um, is kind of what we've been focusing on. Stroud hasn't really used his legs so much, but what is the difficulty of facing a quarterback who can win but just hasn't shown much of it yet? Um, I think, yeah, you just you expect, you know, a quarterback that's athletic to eventually extend plays. But, I mean, for me, it's, it's the same every, every time I line up, um, regardless of who the quarterback is, you know, executing my assignment, executing my um, technique and just playing until the whistle. With the people that were out, like obviously other guys got experience in different spots. Just how important is that, especially going forward, for the depth of this secondary? Yeah, it's extremely important. I think that throughout the duration of the season, you're going to need guys to step up and to have guys that have already came in, um, already come in and play significant reps and have that experience and can have that confidence to come in and, and step up and play big. Uh, that's going to serve us well moving forward in the season. That's Saints cornerback Paulson Adebo as the black and gold get ready to take on the Texans in Houston today. A noon kickoff coming up on WWL Saints Radio. 292 yards per game for Stroud throughout his first five games of his NFL career. Not bad, Rook. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, that's pretty impressive. But as far as the Saints DB room goes, listen, if CJ's throwing the ball 40 times, like I said earlier, <laughs> that's good for them. That's good for them because that gives more opportunities for takeaways. And at the same time, with the Saints defense and how low completion percentage they hold opposing quarterbacks to, I don't think he's going to really come close, even if he has that amount of passing attempts. Yeah, well, it's, it's been really, to me, impressive. Obviously, all of Stroud's numbers – but also to be able to do it with no, no run game at all. And it's it's been pretty bad. I know we've we've struggled over here to get the ground game going. We at least saw some life last week with their um, forcing the ball, forcing to run the ball in New England. But other than that, you know, the success, it's been around, what, 3.5, 3.8 a carry. Three. Yeah, it's, it hasn't it's been anything three. that fantastic. The Saints aren't much better at 3.4, but the Texans are right. at 3. 
like that's not good. <laughs> it's just not good at all as, as far as the team goes. You look at their lead back over there, and Damian Pierce, he just hasn't had that and same pop this season. Football, right. But at the same time, it's like what, going back to what Mike had said in the first hour, the Texans' offensive line is better at pass pro than they are at run blocking. And so because of that, the Saints have an advantage in stopping the run in this upcoming game. It's about if they can get after Stroud and get sacks, get pressures, get tackles for loss, put them behind the chains, put them in bad situations. That's going to be the key for the Saints defense. You mentioned the score of that Ravens-Titans game in London, 9-3, to Baltimore on top it's right now. 9-3, okay. Uh, and also, uh, we had this morning NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell confirm the league has discussed the possibility of holding the Super Bowl in London. Whoa. That would be pretty major and kind of like makes you think even more and more that they're leaning towards finally, or not finally, but definitely eventually putting a team stationed there permanently. It seems like if you would do that, you would announce that at the same time. Like maybe during the Super Bowl or something, you would say that we're putting a team here. Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. We'll be in London in the inaugural year of whichever team. Or maybe you know, even like if, if you ha- like hold the Super Bowl in London – like during the Super Bowl, you'll say, "Okay, and by the way, guys, we're putting a team here or something like that." And like maybe not even you hold it there for the first year of a team. I'm not really sure though. I, they definitely have options, and it definitely looks like they're looking to expand uh, across the pond. Yeah, obviously everybody assumes it'll be the Jaguars uh, m- moving o- uh, overseas. I guess that's up to their owner, Shad Khan, right? If, if he wants to move the franchise, uh, maybe an expansion team. I don't really know. Um, kind of have to see. We'll be back with more of First Take after the break, getting into some sound from Derek Carr, Tyron Matthew. Want to hear from you also on the Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Be back with more First Take right after this on WWL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big buzz this game day. Saints are planning to bench left tackle Trevor Penning. 
according to NOLA.com's Jeff Duncan, saying that veteran James Hurst will be manning the blind side at left tackle for the black and gold today in the game against the Texans. Pretty big development here for the Saints. Uh, a noon kickoff coming up on WWL Saints Radio. We kept hearing, obviously, how the Saints' first-round pick was developing, maturing, uh, getting more acclimated to things, but this is definitely a huge setback and if it, it really does end up being the case of the Saints deciding to bench him yeah. uh, and put Trevor Penning in and uh, Trevor Penning to the bench and putting uh, James Hurst then at left tackle and um, hearing too that it'll be Mar- Max Garcia would be replacing Andrews Pete at the guard spot. Pete's dealing with the groin injury. Right and not putting Penning in at that guard position either so really interesting to see what's going on with Penning. Uh, is it something about an injury don't know about or just because he's been uh, performing so poorly, which I thought he had been developing, though. So it's kind of odd right now, the timing of all this. 150%. <laughs> like, I don't even really understand the move necessarily. I guess we'll find out later on. Sure, right. We'll definitely ask Dennis Allen why uh, he benched Trevor Penning in this, uh, ahead of this matchup, what he saw. Um, it's just definitely a question mark as of now. And, and because of uh, the timing can't really be much worse either because of the groin injury that Andrew Speed suffered in practice. It's not like you can move – Hurst over to left tackle, and then you have Pete ready to go because Pete is that premium depth, but we don't know if he's going to be playing. And as you said, Max Garcia is supposed to be that guy going into left guard. So uh, the Saints offensive line has definitely got some shuffling on the left side, um, which is just peculiar, especially coming off such a dominant victory. It felt like, as I said earlier in the first hour, in the first couple of weeks when Trevor Penning was struggling, all they kept saying was give him time. He's going to be fine. He like Let him develop. Give him the reps. He's going to be a good player in this league. And now they're benching him after he's seemingly performed better as far as not giving up sack production. So we're not giving him more time now? We're we're just like cutting it off at five weeks? I don't... Definitely a terrible look for, for a, a first-round first round pick. pick, right? Yeah, exactly. People don't want to see that. Yeah. Hoodats don't like that at all. Uh, into our Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. See, Hollywood and Thibodeau wants to talk a little about penning and also maybe a little MLB. What's going on, Hollywood? Hello, Chola. Hello, Steve. How y'all doing What's today? What's up, Hollywood? How you who doing? Who that, baby? Hey, who that? What you got? Uh, what I got, y'all answered my question about uh, Penning, but I heard to the uh, sources that Penning's uh, run blocking wasn't that great on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, and now Danny slacks off when he uh, gets called on the blind side, so they had to make a move. And uh, that's what I read today. And, uh, Big game tonight with Verlander and the Rangers. And, hey, uh, how about that, Hollywood? Yeah, yeah I know y'all. I hope y'all big Astros fan. I am. Y'all. Steve, Steve's a Yankees fan. I'm part of the evil empire, yeah, sorry. Steve, Steve's had to deal with Astros kind of taking that role the Ugh. last few years. Yeah, the Yankees got the largest payroll in, uh, in baseball, and they can't do nothing. They can't even get to the playoffs. You know, wow, kind of wow. they got to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Uh, get back to C.J. Stroud. If the Saints defense do put pressure on them, they better learn how to tackle that quarterback because if they don't tackle that quarterback on the first instinct, they go uh, Stroud will break out and they better have containment. Yes. He'll get a lot of chunk runs. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Contain, that's a big part of it. And that's on the interior defensive line as well for not like kind of giving up those potential running lanes once you get that pressure on Stroud. Um, so 100% agree. If you look at the Saints defensive line production, 
I mean, against Ryan Tannehill, you got after him. But he's a very – he's like a statue in the pocket. He's kind of an old man. Mac Jones, you got after him. Once again, not very mobile. <laughs> yeah. Against Jordan Love, Jordan Love got out of the pocket a couple times. Against – I mean, even Bryce Young did it like once or twice when we played the Panthers. And then if you look at, obviously, C.J. Stroud, he's athletic enough. If you give him space to – and the pocket's collapsing and nobody's open downfield to potentially make moves with his legs – but you can't allow that to happen. You got to have containment, as you said, Hollywood, uh, and make sure that if you get him, you know, in those stressful situations, you bring him down. Yeah, we saw Baker Mayfield be a problem for the black and gold. He was very elusive for them. And I think that's, you know, CJ Stroud, too, is not a guy that's looking to take off, obviously, but he can be that elusive guy in the pocket and make you miss and, you know, create some yardage with his feet. Yeah, he's athletic enough. Right. I mean, you saw it in the national championship game against Georgia. Like, a, a lot of the time in his Ohio State career specifically, he was a pass-first guy, and he's a pass-first guy now still. But as far as his ability to run the football, he can do it if needed be. But obviously, if you're the Saints, you don't want to see this guy. If you have him in those stressful situations where the pocket's collapsing, the last thing you want to see is you like the Saints defense lose containment and have him run for like 20 yards. Now on to Saints QB1, Derek Carr. Full go, all practice dealing with his shoulder issue. Um, looks like it's not a problem anymore for him. Obviously, like I said, a full practice all week leading into this week six matchup against the Texans. And here's what Carr had to say leading up to the game. Having played some high school ball in Sugarland, is this kind of special for you when you go back to Yeah, it's like going back home. You know, I was talking to Zach about that, you know, like – we, I've gone back to L.A. and sure a lot of my family can come to those games, but I, I really grew up in Houston, you know, so when people make fun of me for saying y'all and having a southern accent because I just figured that out when I moved to New Orleans, it's not the case. You know, I after fifth grade moved to Houston. It was there for junior high, high school. Then after my junior year, before my senior year, I went back to California. So then my mom. My mom's whole side of the family, my grandma, my grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody's from Texas. And so that's just the culture that I grew up in. And so for me, going back there was like a homecoming. I already had high school friends, you know, text me, can't wait to see you, all those things. Because the only time I really get to go back is when we play there. And so this will be only like the second or third time I've been back since I moved uh, after my junior year. Derek, um, how impressive is it when you're looking at the other end of CJ Stroud? And I guess the record now is 186 without an interception. Mm. For a rookie quarterback to do that, and it's not like it's like check downs because he's third in the in the league in passing. Yep. How impressive is that for a rookie being able to do that? Yeah, I, me and my brother had kind of talked about CJ before the season started, before the draft, and all that. Like we were talking about quarterbacks, we were like, we love this guy, you know, uh, the way he carries himself, the you know the accuracy he throws with, all those things. And so uh, I think the world of him. I think he's going to be a great player for a long time. Um, and and hopefully he continues his success except this week you know <laughs> you know obviously we want to win the game um but i'm a fan of his um you know and, and and love watching him and growing and um you know you know the more film that gets out out there on him the the more you know defense will will try and figure out and know how to stop him the more he just keeps pressing into his fundamentals and his uh, technique and the, the scheme and all those kind of things and you know keep that uh, you know arrow going up for him and so um, I, I wish the best for him, and I hope he continues to do that, except this week. When, when, when you're looking at that as, as uh, you know, and you were rookie, you know, way long ago, but wow. trying to make that adjustment, you yeah. know, to the, to the pro game and, and the fact that he hasn't, you know, done that and still is still for, I yeah. mean, that is, that's got to be hard to do as a rookie, right? Yeah, absolutely. What he's done is very impressive. Obviously, uh, you said he broke the record. It means it's never been done, you know, and so he's he's doing things that have never been done. And that is awesome. And, uh, you know, 
any any NFL player that does that, I'm a fan of and root for him and wish the best for him because as, as good as the good times are, you know, hard times happen too. And so uh, just staying, staying positive, uh, staying in your process no matter what, um, as a quarterback especially. You know, enjoy those times. If you have a, a tough day, just keep going. You know, just keep working and don't worry about anything. So, um, again, I wish him the best. Won't give him too many secrets yet because um, I am – I, I, I am the old guy. Uh, way long ago was a rookie, but uh, you know, for him to do what he's done is really cool. Can you jump on about uh, Texas defense what they do when it's out of the Very uh, physical. Um, they fly around the football. Uh, all eleven hats. You see a you know a ball completed. You see the D line sprint to go make. They want to make the tackle. You know. You see the linebackers chasing sideline to sideline. The DBs are flying around everywhere. They. You can obviously tell it's coached. Um, you can tell that they uh, have the right guys in that building that want to do things the right way, and you can you can 100% tell they believe in their head coach. You know, you can tell when you as soon as you turn the tape on, you see the energy from their sideline, you see the energy that they bring, um, you know, as a defense, um, and it, it's fun to watch. You know, if, if you're a fan of football, you love watching stuff like that. What well, is psychologically to, to to score in the red zone the way you guys did on Sunday? I guess do it various ways with the, you know the show the pass the run. In the past that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shows the versatility that we can do it with, and and like I've been saying, our our, our message is can, now can we do it consistently? You know, and let's just keep holding ourselves to that standard. Let's just keep pushing ourselves to do that extra work, that film study. You know, when when you're tired at night, man, open up that book, stay in it. You know, because um, as soon as we blink, we're going to be at the end of the season. So we want to make sure that you know we're where we want to be, and stay, and we got to stay consistent in our work in our process to do that. Saints quarterback Derek Carr as the black and gold get ready for a noon start against the Houston Texans. Uh, Big news today is the fact that Jeff Duncan reporting Saints benching left tackle Trevor Penning. Yeah, his blindside blocker. Mm. And it'll be James Hurst now taking over the left tackle spot in this game. I know that there's going to be a lot of backlash from Saints fans coming up about this because obviously the investment you had in Penning and where you took him in the draft. A lot of question marks about it right now, but at the same time with James Hurst specifically, as far as him moving over to the left tackle position, that's something that DA's talked about a lot is that he's a versatile veteran. Like they can put him at multiple spots and expect good things from him. Maybe not necessarily elite production uh, from any spot on the offensive line, but at least serviceable veteran play. What you've seen out of Derek Carr so far this season, I feel like last game was obviously a much better improvement from him, but still a guy I feel at times holds on to the ball too long. I'm really hoping that specifically because when Mike was talking to us about the Texans defense and Carr kind of evaluated them as well, it seems like Carr and Carmichael have both said really electric defenses, really fast physical defenses as far as the Texans go. But Mike said that they also struggle in tackling, right? And that's kind of a point that, will make me say this could be a good game for a couple different guys on the Saints offense, especially like an Alvin Kamara, right? Like a guy that's known for his balance yeah. and forcing missed tackles. Um, so if Carr, you know, comes up under, gets the ball out quicker and gets the ball to Alvin and lets him get that yak, as Bobby likes to call it, the yards after catch, I mean, it could be a nice day for him statistically. We love that yak. We love it. We love it, love it, love it. As far as like Chris Olave, I mean, Big John had called earlier in the hour and talked about Chris Olave is kind of slow. Uh, performances after he's his really hot start the first three weeks he came out great but then the last couple weeks you know slow down a little bit and a little bit of that is due to injury but at the same time you want to see him have a nice bounce back day and get back to those first three weeks where he was going over 100 yards every single week yeah we want to see that type of performance from your wide receiver one Michael Thomas once again a guy that's been really consistent great at contested catches over the middle in big big situations 
So they're going to be counting on him again as well. But as far as, you know, I, I guess I'll give my kind of fantasy player a little bit early here, Steve. But yeah. uh, Alvin, uh, I'm expecting a pretty big day from him, specifically in the passing game. Um, if they can get the ball to him early and often, uh, maybe get a touchdown in there too. You mentioned with Michael Thomas, he's definitely been someone I've been impressed with this year. It hasn't been anything, you know, eye-popping his numbers, but it's just very consistent. Oh, yeah. And hoping that they can finally get, you know, Mike T in the end zone, I, you know, and, and get him – uh, that first touchdown of the season because, yeah, I, I just think his hands in traffic are just so valuable, obviously. Well, do said it in the report that I used uh, for the morning sports for okay. today. Like, when you get into the red zone, like, the, as far as the Saints go, there are two things that they need to do well this week, and this is from Deuce. Ball security. Hold on to the ball. The Texans, one thing that they're really good in so far – turnover differential they're plus they're five, right? five they're plus five right yeah. now they're top five in the nfl that is a really good statistic for them even though they're two and three early on in the season that's i mean that's a big reason why they've won a couple games early on for sure and then on the opposite side well it's still on offensively at least getting into the red zone coming away with six can't like we love blake groupie he's been off to a great start to his nfl career with the saints but you got to get touchdowns. And when, you mentioned Groupie. Sorry, shout out to last week's uh, NFC Special Teams yeah. Player of the Week. Yeah, a couple fifty plus yard field goals. So right. Good for him. Is absolutely. Um, but yeah, once you get into that red zone, come away with seven. Come away with seven points, and that's going to be the difference in potentially blowing out this team versus having a really tightly contested game. Because I think you can get down there. I think that against this Texans defense, you know, we've heard from Carmichael and Carr that they're physical, they're explosive, they're fast, but they're also they also have weaknesses. This isn't a unit that's you know holding teams to under ten points per game or anything like that. So once once you get offensive possessions down into that red zone, as I said, Steve, and as Deuce said, you got to come away with seven. They were successful last week, obviously, in New England. Uh, you could really look out of it. I know they. You know, you look at the numbers, and it says they went three for four in the red zone, but it was really three of three because that last possession, they were just grinding out clock. Correct. Yeah. So, and, yeah, uh, do that again, and you'll have a blowout win, I think. Yeah, I, th I think this team obviously has the offensive weaponry where we haven't even really seen them exploit all of it yet between – with Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shaheed. You keep going on and on. Even a guy like Kendra Miller, the rookie running back, he's get, getting more and more touches. And I just feel like this <laughs> this offense is really on that precipice of exploding. The, the questions, though, along the offensive line are very valid, though. It's a little bit nervous because I don't want to be too brash on Kendra <laughs> Miller because we were kind of getting brash on – Trevor Penning. We were like, oh, this guy's improving. He looks good. He doesn't look like we wasted this first-round pick. Like, I mean, the first couple of weeks he didn't look very good in pass pro, but then the last couple of weeks I don't think he had given up a sack. You're feeling pretty good about him, and then he gets benched. And so with Kendra Miller, I mean, I think he had a good performance last week. I think you're expecting him to continue building on that and getting better as the season goes on. I mean, but I don't want to, as I said, be too brash because of what happened with Penning. No, our scouting reports are definitely much different than what the Saints are seeing. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> weird. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Rolex time check. Two hours, 17 minutes till a noon start in Houston between the three and two Saints and the two and three Texans coming back with more first take right after the break here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thanks for listening here to First Take. Want to get into one last bit of Saints sound. Hearing from safety Tyron Matthew, who's familiar with this Houston Texans squad. Played for them a little bit. Here's what he had to say leading up to the game against Houston. How do you keep the, the streak of these takeaways, the interceptions, and in every game going? Well, it's all about the ball. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously you want to execute, you know, your assignments, you know, play in and play out. Um, but, you know, I think defensively, um, you know, everything we do is, you know, about the ball and, you know, how can we get it back to our offense? You know, how can we take it away? You know, how can we be disruptive? So, as long as we kind of keep that mentality, um, I think we'll be all right. Tyron, what have you guys seen Curtis and Big Stroud and maybe some of the early success he's had as a rookie? He's playing good. Um, you know, obviously, he was one of those quarterbacks that you know I think we all kind of followed, you know, th- uh, throughout college. And, um, you know, I think we all, you know, you know, understood that he was a good player, you know, coming out. Um, you know, I think with that offense, you know, it seems like he's in, you know, command, you know, at all times. Um, you know, you got some young guys that can go. Um, and, you know, obviously, you got guys like Robert Woods who, you know, it ha- has become like, um, you know, a safety blanket for him, you know. So uh, he's doing well. You know, he's making all the throws. Um, you know, he's able to kind of get out of the pocket and extend plays too. So, um, you know, uh, we'll have our hands full Sunday. How do you disrupt the quarterback like CJ? You know, obviously, I think it starts up front. Um, you know, if those guys can, you know, get to him and, you know, get him off his spot, um, you know, force him to, to uh, you know, make a decision he doesn't want to make. Um, and then from there is, you know, I think on the back end is just playing tight coverage, you know, uh, trying our best to force him into, you know, those tight window throws. How would you describe kind of going up against this scheme? They run like a lot of the San Francisco type stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, it's challenging. Um, you know, I think with this scheme, man, um, you know, if you could just, you know, play square to the line of scrimmage, um, you know, you give yourself a chance to, you know, uh, you know, really to be competitive against those guys. I think a lot of the gap schemes, you know, the motions that they do, um, 
the, the weird, unique formations. Um, it's all to kind of get you moving laterally, right? And, and I think a lot of their uh, scheme of philosophy is for to give you that illusion that they're going laterally, but everybody's moving downhill. So, um, you know, if we could play, if we could play fast, uh, build walls. Um, and then it's all about tackling. You know, uh, we could tackle well. Um, you know, we'll be all right. When you see those motions, it, your communication is probably big in, in the secondary, making sure that you're, um, you know, communicating with each other. Who's got, you know, who when, when you're seeing different stuff. Does that help also with, you know, in, in turn having Marcus back and well? You know, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Mar Marcus will help us out, you know, a bunch. Um, but you know, really, no matter what team you're playing, but you know, this type of scheme in particular. Um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of pre-snap talk. You know that, that needs to take place. Um, sometimes post-snap talk as well, too. So, because um, they run a lot of a lot of the same stuff, but they make it look different, right? So, you know, if we see a play on the first series, you may see that play again in the second series, but it may be formatted, you know, a little bit differently. So, uh, you know, the more we talk on defense, uh, you know, I think the faster we'll be able to play. Tyler, we're talking to Joe earlier, and he kind of described you and Marcus as Batman and Robin in terms of you know, you just have a way of playing things. He's like. All right, it works. You know, and so just getting Marcus back, a guy you've worked with for a year, spent a year in the system. Is that allow you to be more adjustable in the secondary? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously we we got a we got a talented group. You know, obviously uh, you know Jordan is playing really well. Um, so you know, I think us three just I think at this point you know we kind of offer a lot of versatility. Um, you know, I think all three of us could play. You know, all three positions. You know, uh, as far as the two safety positions and the and the dime positions. So. Um, you know, we could kind of make everything look the same or, you know, we can make it look a little different. Um, so I think it helps us. Which one's Batman? I'd probably say me. <laughs> i got to be Batman. I, <laughs> I would agree. You, know, you have a lot of rookie quarterbacks in the schedule. Is there a rookie or, you know, young starters? Is that something that when you're going up against a guy who doesn't have that many reps in the league, you do a little bit more of in terms of disguising stuff? Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to give those guys um, some hard looks. Um you know, you want to change some things, you know, pre-snap, maybe, you know, get them thinking one thing and, you know, you do another thing. Um, I think it goes into it, but, um, you know, for the most part, you just you just want to line up, you know, play fast, play hard. Um, and, you know, when he give you opportunity, you know, you want to cash in. Batman, St. Safety, Tyron Matthew. I think that was pretty easy. He is obviously the Batman alpha of that secondary group. Easily. <laughs> Easily. It's got to be Tyron, right? The honey badger. But I want to get to a point real quick before we get to breaks here, Steve, because if you look at the Falcons game against the Texans last week, the big reason they lost that matchup, they got within the Falcons 25 like four different times, and they settled for field goals. They had four separate field goals when they got within the Falcons 25. Need six instead of three, baby. Need six instead of three. And I think the Saints defense, I mean, we've talked about how good they are in red zone. They can do that again to the Texans offense, but just when you go to the Saints offense, once you get down there, you got to get six. We'll be closing things out when we get back from the break right here on First Take on WWL. Closing things out here on First Take as we head into the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear up next at 10 a.m. Charlie, looking at this game, I know you felt like I did talking to Mike Dettelier, really uplifted in his uh, prediction for this matchup. Got to make it quick. So I'm going Saints 27, Texans 16. I think once again they had those red zone struggles for the second straight week for the Texans. And fantasy-wise, who you like? Alvin. Alvin. 
Big I'm, game for Alvin Kamara. Fantasy day for me. I'm going Rashid Shaheed. Feel that need for speed with him. Think it's a hundred dollar yard day for him all around and a touchdown. And for me, I like this black and gold squad. Big two in this one. It's going to be like a 23-17 kind of victory for the black and gold. I hope that's right. We end up coming back with more of the Bud Light countdown to kickoff right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.